everyone. Welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I am your co-host, Will Payne Harrison. And today on the podcast, I'm so happy to have Charles Wesley Godwin on. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to. He has a new record out called How the Mighty Fall. It came out on November 5th. Uh, he's currently touring right now. And uh, I believe last night it was, or two nights ago, he announced that he'll be playing at 3rd and Lindsley here in Nashville. So if you're a Nashville listener in January, go check out their calendar. Make sure you get those tickets um, because he's going to be a killer performance. I know I'll be there. I'm super, super excited about that. Um, I hope that you have had your fill of turkey and pecan pie and all the the fixings for Thanksgiving. Um, I hope that you have counted all the things that you're thankful for. Um, I am thankful for all the people who subscribe. Um, and if you're not one of those people, I'm thankful that you're listening. Um, and I would be even more thankful if you would go rate, review, and subscribe right now. That would mean the world to me. And I'm very thankful for everyone that supports this podcast. Um, and I hope that you're enjoying all the new music that maybe you've been introduced to through this podcast. Um, Charles Wesley Godwin is no exception. Um, we had a wonderful conversation um, about his uh, career so far, um, songwriting, um, and uh, he's waiting on a, a new a new child coming in February, so he'll be taking a few months off um, between hunting and uh, his child's birth. And uh, we're excited to, to see more out of him in 2022. But uh, go give a listen to his new record, How the Mighty Fall. Um, and we're going to talk about his uh, songwriting career and new music. Money's been a wise book this year. There's things in life that you've always feared There ain't a use of pouting around Singing what was me to your six feet down Always following the same old tracks Time to break off and cut a new path Don't put down these words I say Oh, there we go. Starting the recording, yeah. Um, just enjoying some time at home. Man. Yeah, so I hear, did you just have a baby or are you about to have a baby? Yeah, we got a baby on the way in February. So, Congrats, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we're getting things getting things prepped here on the home front. I've been uh, working a lot. So, you know, yesterday was my first uh, day at home in two weeks. So, yeah, it's... Oh. Been a little bit of a meat grinder for me. I'm, I don't quite have the same energy as some other guys in my band. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry about that. Um, you're you're in Ohio, right? You're you were born in West Virginia, but you live in Ohio. Is that correct? No, we're back back in West Virginia now. We, my wife and I, we lived in Athens, Ohio, for a handful of years, but uh, we got moved back in January. So I'm back in Morgantown, West Virginia now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alexis uh, is always talking about your music. She's always, yeah. she's always uh, pimping you out. That's how I heard about you originally. And um, yeah, she's, she's super sweet person. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I listened to your last record um, because of her and then your publicist sent over the new one and it's, it's incredible, man. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've only had two listens on it so far, but uh, it's been really good. Thank you. Will. I appreciate that. 
did you uh, record that up in West Virginia? I recorded that in New Brighton, Pennsylvania, which is a, it's a little town northwest of Pittsburgh. And that's where my producer owns a, a studio that's in an old Victorian house up there. That's where I made Seneca in this one. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little spot. It's a, I don't know. To me, it's a nice place where I can go and I kind of feel like I'm in my own little world. It's very slow paced there. I like it. It's comfortable for me. Yeah, I've only been in that area a couple of times, uh, but those old Victorian houses are super cool and slightly creepy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the one that his studio is called Music Garden Studios. And I think the uh, house that it's in is, I think it's from 1883, if I remember right. Or might be, yeah, 1883. It's an old house. When we made Seneca, we made it in the dead of winter. And I remember we were putting like quilts and blankets and cracks. Yeah other doors and stuff trying to stay warm i think the entire week i made that i was shivering uh but with the new one how the mighty fall is nice we, we did that one for the most part in september last year so it's a lot more comfortable yeah for sure i noticed that some of the uh, instrumentation was a little bit different from these last two albums did you choose a different band for the new record or no it's, a, it's really pretty much the same guys um we just you know, did, did our best again. And yeah, the, the guys that I recorded this one with are, are my road band. Oh, nice. And are they all from West Virginia or? <clears throat> no, they're all from, from that area. They're all up from that Pittsburgh area and all, they all kind of grew up together. Um, yeah, it's kind of worked out nice that I was able to find a group of guys that, that were willing to, to work and, and show up and be consistent and uh, then also go out on the road with me. Yeah. Day. Yeah. It's so interesting. There was a couple of spots in your new record where I was like, it, it, it had like a, um, um, oh shoot. I'm blanking on his name right now. He's from Pennsylvania. Um, like it had this sort of vibe to it, which I guess is just like that Pennsylvania vibe. Um, but that's interesting that because I was like, oh man, this reminds me of, and I cannot think of his name right now, but I'll tell you later. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, <clears throat> so, did you write all these records during like the quarantine? I mean, all the songs during the quarantine, or did you already have them like kind of fleshed out? Now, yeah, pretty much had had most of them already already written. But I, I think, uh, I guess, over yonder, uh, strong temporary town. Um, I think those three were ones that, that were uh, during, you know, the quarantine last year, but the other ones have just kind of been over the course of the last couple of years. Um, and that the, the way they all kind of made it on the album is it felt like they all had a, a common thread uh, between them uh, dealing with uh, mortality and yeah. uh, kind of living a life, a full life and, maybe handling certain uh, pivotal moments in the character or the narrator's life in a way that they will not regret it. And then, you know, some of the other songs, you know, when those key moments uh, face the the character or the narrator of the song, they, they handle it maybe in a worse way with, in a way that they may regret it later on in their life. Did you, the, the characters in the songs, uh, were these based on people you know, or did you kind of create <clears throat> them? Uh, they're they're kind of mixed. Um, there's 
couple of the songs where they're kind of, uh, you know, they, it started out like based on, on a real person, but then it's kind of, there's a little bit of myself mixed in there. And there's also a little bit of fantasy mixed in there too. Um, I'd say like in every single one of them, I'm in there somewhere. There's yeah. like some part of me and then it's mixed with, with some folks that are, that are real. And then some that are just totally, totally made up as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of impossible to completely remove yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's always some me in there. Um, for better or worse. Uh, but yeah, like the, like the title track of the album, um, it's about a, an elderly woman that I saw struggling to get up the, the stairs of church one day. Um, back when my wife and I lived in Athens, Ohio, we were just going into town one Sunday to go on a big walk with our dogs and grab some breakfast. I'd been on the road that weekend. And uh, yeah, I just saw that lady in that moment as we were around in the turn. And uh, that something about like the how much she was struggling but determined to get up just a handful of steps moved me and then the next morning i wrote that song but i didn't know anything about her i don't know her real name yeah or anything i just made the rest of her story up but that's that's kind of a common thing with with me is is the your child that's coming in february is this your first child this would be my second your second yeah you, you find that like having children has like uh kind of been reflected in the music too like a little bit of change of yeah yeah it's i i think it's it, it's affected everything i you know i always try to have like a a sense of hope or optimism when i write yeah and that's even more so now that i have a child you know i never want to be the one just like oh uh, like pushing the narrative of just like, oh, what was me? Like nihilism, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I never wanted to be that, and and it, you know, if I ever was in the past, it was it was youthful naivety. You know, it, it, it now that I'm a father and uh, have even more experience under my belt, you know, I know now more than ever that you know that doesn't get you anywhere. I don't want to make music that uh, focuses on that. I want to make music that has, uh, you know, a little glimmer of hope in it at the very least, if not be fully optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a daughter, my first uh, back in February. And it, I asked that cause I was wondering if it was, you know, uh, reflected in other songwriters too, but it's totally changed my perspective. I think that I definitely can, completely re relate with what you said. Like um, it wasn't that I was ever like super negative before, but there's just like some sort of change of like, like you want to be kinder. You want to be a better example. You want to like you, you experience this new kind of love that you've never felt before that you kind of, I don't know. It changed my writing for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with that. Um, I wrote uh, lying low was the first one that I wrote after my son was born. And that song there is just a complete change in perspective uh, for me in my life. Uh, you know, up till that point, I always just, you know, I wanted things, wanted to make more money. And like, you know, just, you just want, 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 want. Yeah. And that song to me was like, it, it was, that was really the change there. Like, you know, I wrote that song and 
it was a hundred percent like the, the frame of mind that I had after my son was born of just uh, wanting to enjoy the moment, enjoy life, be happy where I live and where I'm from and uh, slow it down. Not, you know, I, I don't have to, I don't have to play every show in the world and every town right yeah. now. Uh, you know, you know, uh, just some random place like, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas will be there next year. You know, maybe I should have a better work-life balance and uh, just live a slower pace of life. And that's kind of what Lion Low is about, is just kind of slowing it down and enjoying what really, really matters in life and not always just be pursuing more and more and more. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, like before I had my daughter, I think that, uh, uh, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but um, I felt like, like the songwriting was like so important, like I needed to, to create something, leave some sort of legacy that like, once you have a child, you're like, like, I've created the greatest thing I'll ever create. Like, it, it just, it definitely shifted for me as well in that, like, I don't have to, like I was doing probably, probably not as much as you, but you know, 70 to hundred shows a year. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have to do those like shitty bar gigs in the corner anymore for 50 bucks and tips, you know, like, I don't like why, like I, if I could spend time with my daughter, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, is that, is that corner of the bar gig, you know, for four hours, is that uh, more valuable than a, an evening at home? you know, with your little girl. And that's the same thing I was asking myself, uh, you know, when my son was born, you know, now I still have to go out there and grind it and, and put some work in, yeah. but also, you know, I, I definitely have, am in, in the frame of mind where I know that I need to block out some time too and, and be present at home and, uh, and not be absent in my family's life. What does your uh, tour schedule look like for the rest of the year? Um, this will probably come out in November, but. Um... Okay. So, yeah, I mean, right now, this week will be the last week of a five week tour that we had late summer, early fall. Uh, back in the spring, did five weeks. In the middle of the summer, did five weeks. And then uh, after this week off, next week, going all the way until the album comes out November 5th, we'll be working. And then. Uh, now I do like hunting season is one of the most enjoyable times of my yeah. life each year. So again, it kind of goes back to those, like those feelings that we were talking about with children and all like, you know, I'm out here spending all this time on the road and, and working so hard. What am I doing it for? If I miss the things that I actually enjoy doing in life the most. And, you know, if I was just working straight through hunting season, I'd be kicking myself the entire time. So I am going to take some time and uh, hunt that first week in November. I'll probably be in a tree stand when the album comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, hell yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, at the end of the end of the month too, during Thanksgiving week is gun season. That's a big uh, family thing. It's a cultural thing. And, you know, I go out and fill the freezer each year. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get some work in in December and then get back after it in January all the way until, you know, it's getting ready, getting time for my next child to be born. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is in February. 
And yeah, that's pretty busy, but it does seem like you're keeping a, a really good uh, balance. And uh, that's important, man, because we as musicians run ourselves ragged, you know, like people who work nine to five, you know, we'll talk about that work-life balance, but like, you know, when work and life are the same with music, it's like, it's hard to really uh, differentiate that sometimes, you know, cause like sometimes in my life, I'm just going out and seeing friends bands play and, and drinking and having fun. And then like, but I'm also doing that for work. And, um, I think the, the lockdown and everything for me really kind of helped along with my daughter being born of like realizing what was important and what, 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 you know, for you, it's, it's the, um, stuff like hunting season. And that's super important, you know, um, you know, but like being on the road all the time, every single weekend for me, even before my daughter was born, is like, I'm missing out on everything, all my friends, and, you know? Um, yeah. It just, it makes you rethink things a lot. It's that's super cool that you're able to do those five week tours, but also be able to spend time with your family and um, do the, the hunting and things like that. Yeah. This, that scale can get tipped pretty easily. You know, it, it's not, it's not hard to overdo it. You know, uh, you can you can have that thing be totally lopsided in a matter of eight weeks. But, you know, and I think anybody that's in the music world, that scale is going to get lopsided at certain points. But just as long as I think that the key is and I'm, I'm telling myself this is somebody that's probably going to make this mistake in the future. And we'll have to write the ship as well. <laughs> but as long as you can recognize it, you know, and uh, then adjust from there and get that thing balanced again. And just keep trying to keep it balanced as much as possible going forward. You know, that's really all we can do. Um, there's definitely been times in my life uh, where, you know, that thing yeah, where I've had, it's been an imbalance. Uh, after my son was born, the pandemic had not hit yet. And I was gone seven out of the first 12 weeks that he was alive. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was probably an imbalance there. That's, that's probably not, you know, I don't think that that was, the best idea and I won't be doing that again. Uh, you know, baby number two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you live and you learn, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you backing up a little bit. So you went to study abroad in Estonia. Yeah. What, what was that like? And, and how did that and like kind of affect your songwriting and, and kind of create a process? Man, that was that was one of the best experiences of my life. I was just a college student. I wasn't even really a musician yet. I wasn't a songwriter. Um, I didn't I didn't grow up playing music. Uh, I didn't grow up singing. Um, I uh, really wanted to play college football, but I ended up not being good enough and just couldn't even. Uh, I, I couldn't even get started. Like I couldn't even make the team or anything. So I had to like adjust my life because I always played sports and all. And it's like, I didn't have any more hobbies. I only had hunting and fishing, but I couldn't do that all the time because I was in school, you know, in town. And I had to try to find something to be productive with my time. And uh, that's why I was just trying to figure something out to do that would be productive rather than like just sitting around. So I picked up a guitar just to have something to, to fiddle with in a productive manner. And, um, yeah, when I went over to study abroad in Estonia, that's all it was. It was just like something for me to strum on and like play some songs that I enjoyed. It was, it was uh, like, it was like, therapeutic and relaxing. 
And I uh, definitely did not see myself as a musician or somebody that had any kind of talent in it. I, I didn't have plans to sing in front of folks. And what kind of happened over there was my roommates would enjoy hearing me play in the evenings when I'm just sitting there playing for myself in my room. And uh, to be honest, it was a little uncomfortable because uh, I didn't see myself as a singer. I didn't think, you know, I just assumed I probably wasn't a very good one. And, but also, you know, in that a situation like that, you don't want to sit out if folks want to hear you play, you know, right. Just so, so be it. You do your best. And uh, from that, it kind of turned into, uh, I ended up uh, playing my first gig when I was over there. Uh, and it went really well. And I was a 20-year-old college kid and got handed 150 euros after it. And I thought, well, this is like the best work on planet Earth. I've never done anything that was so fun and enjoyable for money before. Like, I should do this more. And uh, that's kind of when things started like snowballing. After my study abroad, came back to West Virginia University, started singing in a bluegrass band. We played bars around around town around the state and uh that's kind of where it all started it's it's then that i kind of over that year year and a half that i realized like hey this is one of the very few things in life that i've ever been naturally good at like maybe i should put some more time and effort into this maybe this could be my thing because everything up to up to that point in my life i was never like the very talented one you know what I mean? Yeah. I would always have to work for what I get. You know, it, nothing ever came easy. And uh, singing ended up being something that I I had naturally uh, that, you know, unlike anything else I've ever had in my life. And, uh, you know, when I made the decision that I wanted to do it for a living, well, then that's when the songwriting came in. Did you, you know, it's awfully hard to do this if you don't write songs. You right. Know, it's hard to hard to do it at a at a high level if you're a cover band or a cover artist. So that's where the songwriting thing came in. And then that as well, in my opinion, ended up being another one of those things that just I enjoyed and had a natural knack for. You know, there might be somebody out there that might disagree with that. And that's totally fine because I know it's subjective. But <laughs> It served me well, you know, folks, folks do come out and see me and enjoy, enjoy my songs. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the beginning story there. How, like, how did you learn how to songwrite? Because your, your lyrics are so like poetic and, and full of vivid imagery and, uh, not necessarily like you said you, you kind of did a bluegrass band, thing and not necessarily that sort of uh style of uh songwriting it almost seems like you studied poetry or poets uh yeah yeah i never did i know that's that's what i like just like singing it it just kind of that's kind of my uh my natural expression like the, the way my songs are and i get that you know they may not be everybody's cup of tea but they do have their own kind of unique nature to them right and that's just the way that that's just the way I'm, i make them and you know for better or worse I, yeah there's no i didn't 
take any songwriting classes or I didn't learn from a, a songwriting mentor or anything like that. I just, just worked at it. Now I did have a lot of crappy songs <laughs> in my first couple of notebooks. Like, you know, don't, don't get yeah. that confused. Like that is a guarantee, you know, there's work tape somewhere that you're not going to show anybody. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that will never leave the notebook. So it's not like, it's not like it was some overnight thing. Like, I sucked at songwriting for a while and I still write bad songs. Right. But, you know, every now and then I'll get a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that that's another one of those things. that just, I, I had a knack for it. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, it's like anything like um, even like football, you know, you, you do the wrong move, but then you study what you did wrong and you do it right. It was like the same thing with songwriting. Yeah. You got to write a lot of bad songs. You just, eventually write less bad songs because you stop yourself from going down that path you've already made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What does your uh, songwriting process look like? Do you like just, you know, book time off, sit in a room and like write or do, does this when the muse comes? Mine's pretty, it's pretty constant. And um, I, I do not rely 100% on just inspiration. Like, you know, having a moment of inspiration and the muse hits me. I like those moments are great, but yeah. the, my bread and butter, what, what finishes, you know, 90% of my songs is just showing up to the notebook on a consistent basis and putting the work in and working through whatever song I'm working on one line at a time. Um, it's pretty painstaking. But, you know, it's it's methodical and over time I end up, you know, getting production. But, uh, yeah, I just I just don't have enough of those, uh, you know, those moments of inspiration to, to, to fill up uh, an album. If I relied on that, it would take me a decade probably. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. But I, mine's a, a constant thing where usually I'm always working on, you know, a song the latest song that I'm working on and it's something that's in my head 24 seven. And I'm just kind of thinking on it. Even when I'm, I'm picking up chicken feet at rural camp, I'm thinking on that song when I'm getting groceries, I'm thinking on that song when I'm showering, I'm thinking on it when I'm mowing, I'm thinking on it. Um, sit, sit down with the notebook, uh, in the morning, you know, put 30 minutes, an hour thinking on that song. And, just over the course of time that ends up, I'm able to get some songs finished. Do you write like for the album or do you just write collections and kind of, I just go one song at a time. And, uh, I don't, uh, you know, so far I've, I've succeeded in not, uh, kind of trying to lock myself in on only writing about this or that. I just kind of go, each song that I'm working on as its own own thing, just completely independent of anything else that I've, I've done in the past or may, might do in the future. And then the way the albums, you know, the, my first, my, my two albums have come about is then when I have enough songs, I just kind of look at them all and say, which ones fit. And that's how it's worked out. Like this, this uh, latest one, like there are good songs I've written in the last couple of years it just they didn't end up on this album because they just didn't fit with those songs. They 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 weren't coherent. Um, 
the reason why the ones that have made it on the album made it is because I felt like they fit. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I mean, I I think that I'm just getting to the point in my career where I'm realizing what you're doing of like, um, it's weird in the Americana genre sometimes because, you know, you might borrow from blues or like straight up country or, or folk or whatever. Um, and for me, like I'm from Louisiana, so I, or even like some sort of Cajun E flair thing. Um, and then you just, it's some, you know, some of my albums are just kind of like all over the place, you know? So, um, I definitely borrowed from your playbook on my upcoming release of trying to do just sort of like things that seem to fit together for an album, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Takes time to get there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of work and time and energy to get these things done. So have you released anything previous to Seneca? Um, like just on your own independently or anything or no, uh, Seneca was the first album I ever had that, you know, was under my name and, and released. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, it was a hundred percent independent though. You know, that oh, it was okay. Yeah. That thing I paid for every cent of it. Um, <laughs> I went into debt to make it. I was, it, I was scared. It stressed me out. Uh, cause if it would have missed, then, you know, I would have been in a hole to dig out of. And then again with this one, um, you know, I don't know. People get record deals and all, but I'm just up here in West Virginia and making music. And this one's hundred percent independent again, same deal. Um, I'm laying it all out there. And, uh, What's different about this one is though, I am a little bit more confident. Like I think it's going to connect with people as I know how much it connected with me when I was writing the songs. Yeah. So I, I know there's an audience for it out there and I think it's going to be just fine. Is there a, a favorite song that you have on the record? And yeah, I think the two that mean the most to me is, um, I think how the mighty fall just when I wrote that song, it, it pulled something up out of me and I wasn't, when I wrote that, I guess it was, it was January, 2019. So I didn't even have, my son wasn't born. I didn't even, my wife wasn't even pregnant. It, it just, that song, I don't know. I guess that's, that song is about a point in life that we're all going to get to eventually. And, um, you know, no matter how much somebody might ignore it or, uh, put it off at a certain point in time, we're all going to look in the mirror, uh, just like, uh, Mary is in that song and see that, uh, you know, our best days are behind this and we don't have too much longer on this earth. That song really just connects with me. It's, it's almost like it's like a like a gospel song, even though I guess I don't have the the usual um, keywords that would be in a gospel song. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you know another one that means a lot to me is "Over Yonder." That song comes from I, I was imagining uh, I was really close with my granddad, 
and he passed away. I was on tour in Sweden in 2020 last year in February before the whole pandemic and all. And uh, he took a fall and passed away while I was gone. And I, uh, I still had 13 shows to play. People bought tickets and, uh, you know, I knew my granddad really well and he was a hard worker and, uh, he would have uh, wanted me to fulfill my obligation that I, that I had with my work and what I had to get done still. So I ended up not being able to be home for when they buried him. And I, uh, over yonders me picturing what his crossing over might, might be like. And, uh, that song means a lot to me. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's, I mean, that makes me connect to the song even more. I, I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. And it, it, he was 91 years old. He lived one hell of a life. And, uh, yeah, just, I miss him very much, but man, he, he, uh, he went out like going about his daily business. Like he loved doing, he, he worked till the day he died and, uh, he loved it. And so, yeah, I mean, he lived, he lived a good one. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the kind of gospel-y thing without the keywords and, and, uh, are you a spiritual person or do you find yourself very consider yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. a Christian and, uh, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to connect with it. I'm not, I don't claim to be any kind of a preacher or anything like that, but I'm always reaching out for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's interesting because I've had this conversation with several people that have been on the podcast. Um, and there's a lot of people that got their start, like in the church that are now like atheists, you know, and, uh, I've had several of the people be like, how are you? Cause I'm also still a Christian somehow. And <laughs> people are always like, how are you still, you know, spiritual? And, and I don't know. It's just like, it's like in, it's in me. Like I, I'm, fully convinced of, of, uh, the truth of God, but it is, it, it's interesting to have those conversations with people. Did you like, well, you said you didn't start music until you were in Estonia. So you didn't probably didn't grow up doing church music. No, I didn't sing in church. I, I thought I was probably was a really bad singer. So I just, I would stay silent while, <laughs> while everybody was singing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to the whole atheism thing, I'd, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather have hope and uh, a belief that maybe, you know, maybe there's some, some higher power. And if, you know, if, if I end up being wrong, then okay. But, but uh, no, I don't know. I've, I've, to me, it's a lot easier to get through life if just uh, trying to have that belief and that faith than not, you know, I, I don't know. I, I might look at things a little bit more, uh, sourly if, if I didn't. So it's probably best that I, I try to try <laughs> yeah. to keep, keep faith, you know, keep the faith. And I'm not claiming, again, I'm not claiming to be some like finished product here no, or some no. perfect person, but yeah, that's just me personally. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, I think we've played a show together. I don't know where or when, but do you, are you, did you play like Southgate house revival any or yeah, I, I played there for the first time. I played in the corner bar in uh, July 2019. Then I played there in October with Grayson Jenkins and Nicholas Jamerson up in the upstairs room. And then I played the main room in August this year. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a huge jump. I don't know. 
Um, Were there any of those nights or not? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. I've been trying to place it. I don't know. I don't like you didn't play like they did a couple of Americana fest things. No. Yeah. I've only been there. Those three. Okay. I don't know. I'm maybe, maybe I just saw you there and I wasn't actually playing the show. I'm not sure, but yeah, I've been trying to place that for like the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I know I met this dude, but I don't remember when or where. <laughs> we might have uh, somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't remember though. It'll come to me eventually one of these days. Like that guy from Pennsylvania's name that I can't think of right now. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. I know you got a lot more uh, interviews to do today. Uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, spend, you know, just knock out these uh, questions about songwriting. And uh, I, I tried to stay away from the, the typical <laughs> questions as much as I could, but. Yeah, man, it was, it was fun, Will. And it was a pleasure. And and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, November 5th, the new record's coming out. Um, and it is how the mighty fall, right? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Charles. Um, have a great rest of your day, man. And, um, I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and you're stuffed with all the turkey and pecan pie and whatever else you uh, love this time of year. Um, I'm so thankful for all the listeners here. Um, If you are a subscriber, especially, I'm thankful for you. If you aren't a subscriber, I'm still thankful for you, but I'd be even more thankful if you go and subscribe right now. Uh, Rate and review and you'll be at the top of my thankful list. Stay tuned. We've got Mercy Bell coming up next, as well as Ben Statlitz. Uh, We'll have a special host, Emily Smith, um, taking over for the last couple of episodes for the year. So stick around. Um, We'll take a brief hiatus, and then we'll start the next season next year. Um, Already got a few people ready for the lineup that I'm excited for. So uh, it's going to be a great 2022. And uh, make sure that if you're not following me, I'm at Will P. Harrison on Twitter, at Will Payne Harrison on Instagram. And I think it's uh, like Facebook.com slash Will Payne Harrison or something like that. The real Will Payne Harrison, something like that. I don't know. Google it. But anyways, uh, stick around. I've got more music coming out. Lots of people got new music coming out and we want to talk about it all. So uh, y'all have a great Thanksgiving, great happy holidays, and uh, I will see you next year.
see you coming. 